Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am super excited about this episode. This woman is amazing. She is a jack of all trades doing all the things, mom life, work life, all of it, just an all around mom boss, if you ask me, but I am super excited to have Jackie Durbin on the podcast with me. She is the founder of KB Core Coaching. Um, She is also the founder of We Rewire Retreat for Women in Real Estate, and she's also a joint partner in the D team with her husband, Chris. So when I say jack of all trades, I'm pretty sure that that is very accurate. But Jackie, I'm so, so excited to have you. Um, If you would, please tell my audience a little bit about you, how you got started, and just what people need to know about Jackie. Yeah. Well, dang. Okay. First of all, the, uh, now I feel like I need to like sit up a little bit straighter in my chair. Like, okay, let's go. Um, so so I'm Jackie Durbin. I, I always start with this. I'm a mom of four. Um, and the reason why is because like, I feel like that's my biggest accomplishment. People always ask like, what's your biggest accomplishment? I'm like, I have four amazing kids that like are really freaking cool. Um, so yes, I'm a mom of four. I am a retired teacher. I was actually teaching fourth and fifth graders for the past 20 years. Um, and then I decided when COVID happened that I really needed to focus on my own children. I watched like most parents, their kids just kind of like going into a shell during that time. And I said, there has to be a different way. So my, I always was licensed and my husband was a full-time agent. And I said, Hey, what do you think about me leaving teaching and going full-time? And he was like, uh, no. And I'm like, well, I don't like that answer. And I'm not someone who takes no for an answer at all. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go over your head. So that night I kneeled down like any good Christian woman would. And I am Christian, but I cuss a little. So I kneeled down. I'm like, God, I think my kids, my, my own children, my flesh and blood really need me more. And I know that if that is what you want me to do, you're going to make it happen. And in that next quarter, my husband's business quadrupled. And when I say quadrupled, and so I went back to my husband, I was like, Hey, I know you said no, but God said yes. And this is what he just did. And my husband's like, okay. And so 2021 was my last year of teaching. So I'm going into my second full year of um, real estate. I thought it would be real flexible. It's not, it's not flexible, like flexible, meaning like, can you do seven things all at one time flexible? And um, so in my first six months, I closed eight transactions and figured that, Hey, this is not really my jam. This is not, I feel like I'm more busy. I'm away from my family more. And so I said, there has to be a shift. And that's when, because of, because of the brokerage that I was aligned with, um, KV core was the CRM that they used. And because I had a background in education, I thought, this is great. If I know anything, it's how to teach people. And so I mastered KV core, learned everything that I could, not just like how to do things, but how to use it in practical application. Cause again, past teacher, the kids ask, how am I going to use this? Why do I have to know this? When am I going to use this in the real world? And so that's how I really put myself in a different spot than other KV core coaches. Not that I'm the best. Well, I kind of am, but I just took a different approach. Right. And so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I got started. 
I love what you said. It's a taking a different approach. And I feel like that's one of the many reasons why I just, I know in my heart that us being aligned is a, is a beautiful thing because I just, I just got back from a conference as you know, and one of the things that people always ask, well, what makes you different? What makes you different? And I hate that phrase. Like, stop asking me that phrase. The reality is it's like everyone says it, but very few show it. So just come follow me, right? That's what I say. Come follow along with what we're doing because the reality is anybody can teach somebody how to use KV Core, truly, right? Anybody can teach somebody how to use Instagram. Anybody um, can go to YouTube to learn how to post this or post that or to do a reel or to make a transition or whatever. But when you log into your course or you log into my course, like this is, I always laughingly say, this is literally my thesis that I decided not to pay Mm $30,000 to have to do right? That's the reality. So um, the way you said that is just, it's so true. And I've seen a lot of the stuff that you've put out and I've just been following along and and kind of watching the evolution for you. Um, And the reality is you are very different, but in order for someone to feel that they need to listen to you and they need to watch what you're doing. um, And then you just need to connect with you. But um, how would you answer that question? I, I know it's a bad one and I don't like it, but how would you, if someone says, Jackie, how are you different? How can you teach me KB core differently than somebody else? What would you say? I mean, honestly, I would, I would be like, okay, let's go. Um, when I was, when I was teaching, you know, well, let me back up. When I was a student, I was not the learner or the student in the class that was the teacher's favorite. I was the kid in the background that was causing disruptions because I didn't understand and I didn't know how to advocate for myself. And so when I went into education, I became the teacher that my little self needed at that time. And when I started teaching KV core, it was the same thing. I mean, it was like, it it wasn't like, oh, well now I'm teaching adults. No adults still have the fear, the fear of asking a question because, oh, this is going to be a stupid question. And so what I do is I create a culture in my classes, whether it's a zoom class or a self-paced cast class or or an in-person it's look. I don't know if you need to know the answer to this question, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it for you just in case. And I think when you do that as an educator or a presenter or a speaker, what you're doing is you're telling people it's okay to not know the answer to something, which the world tells us, no, we have to know the answer to everything. No, if we did it, if we did know everything, why would Google would be out of business? There would be no use for the Google. Yep. So no, I mean, I think, honestly, I think that's where I'm different. I also, I said, I'm a mom of four. My youngest son is on the autism spectrum. And so I always think, okay, if I was going to be helping my son or someone who's similar to my son, how would I make sure that they felt comfortable and confident that no matter what they asked or what they needed help with, that I knew at the end of the call that they were going to be equipped to do whatever they wanted to do. And so I think that's a lot of where I'm just different. And I probably, I'm also different because I give crap away for free sometimes. And a lot of people don't do that. I need to quit doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say right now, I, I think that there's a time and a place in all of our careers where free is the best way to go, right? Where you have to give stuff away for free for people to understand who you are and what you offer and and, and to feel that differentiator and whatever that might be. But girl, from one mom of, I only have one right now, but I get it. Um, but from a mom to another mom and a, a badass business owner to another one, like stop giving away your shit for free. Wait, you're way too good for it. Um, and that kind of leads me into something that I believe is where there's beauty in the freeness, right? So if we're, if we're on the conversation of free, um, 
I think most people on the real estate side, even on the mortgage side, really both doesn't really matter. Um, the reality is that mm -hmm. social media is something that people think they have to put a lot of money into in order to see a return. Um, and you and I are right. both um, shining images of that not being true, but I really love how you position things on Instagram specifically, which, you know, if you're listening to this, you on, in my network, people obviously know that I love Instagram more than any other platform, but, um, giving away stuff for free, I think has a power there. Um, so when you're posting on social media, specifically Instagram, how can you, or how are you positioning that freeness that you can share without sounding salesy, I think is a good way of asking that. Right. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> there's like, there's all kinds of things going on right now. Um, reality no, of life. I think honestly, the reality of life. No, but um, I think on social media and here's my thing, people fuss about social media all the time. The algorithm, this, the algorithm that and I'm like, you're right. You get to be in front of millions of people and you're for free and for you're free. mad because some people didn't like it. Not everyone's going to like you. You are not everyone's cup of tea. However, what I have learned through mistakes, because I think that's the best way that we learn is the relationship and the, the power of that relationship happens in the DMS. Now, does that mean that you should like go out and like send a direct message? Hey girl, I sell KV core. You should buy it. No, no one's going to like that. They're going to block you, unfollow you and not talk to you. Yep. So what you do is you're intentional with your messages. So whenever I put out content, whether it's, you know, a video talking about like how, you know, to parent a child on the spectrum or, you know, how to plan a vacation for a child who has diabetes or something about KV core real estate, people who engage and guys, it doesn't have to be a hundred people. It could be the two people that liked it. And one of them was your mama. And the other one was someone that was a stranger. Mm -hmm. You message them and you say, Thank you so much for engaging on my post about blah, blah, blah. What was something that you took away from it? That does two things. It validates the person. Now they're going to be more likely to ask you questions when they have it because you're a real person. Yep. And the second thing is it, it, you're listening to what they need and it's going to help you create the content that people want to see. Cause if one person says they like it, guess what? Other people probably like it. Yeah. And just because you only got two likes doesn't mean that there weren't hundreds and hundreds of other people that saw it. It just means that only two people took the time to double tap it. Um, and we, this literally just happened this morning. Um, you know, I, I have a team of nine girls across the country and one of them said something to me about one of our employees who, or sorry, one of our clients who decided to, in addition to what she's paying us, right. To help her build all of her content. We do all of her engagement, all the things she hired some random off the internet to do, to send followers and likes to her content. I about like, excuse my French, but I about shit my pants at the thought of that. Right. Because I the reality for it. is you and, and this uh, for her, right. For this particular client, like she's way too focused on vanity, way too focused on perception of, well, if so-and-so sees that, are they going to think differently of me? And the reality is, is no, they're not. Nobody cares about any of that. And what you just said is the power is what's happening in your DMs and what's happening um, every morning when you wake up and you open Instagram, like what's happening on your account, mm -hmm. right? And I love the way that you said it. And you said one thing very specific that I don't even know if you meant to say it, but you did, um, which is something that we teach 
constantly, which is every initial message that you send to someone ends in a question, every single one of them. Um, and it's a who, it's yep. a what, it's a how, it's some form of value. Um, one of our favorite ways of doing it is nostalgia. So like, let's say somebody posts okay. something in their stories um, and it brings up a childhood memory or it makes you think of something that you've done recently or it's like, oh my gosh, I wish I could, right? Addressing that and then asking a question with it is the mm -hmm. fastest way to open the door for true and genuine conversation with someone. Um, because if someone feels seen or feels heard, or as you said, validated, um, and then you end it in the form of a question, I don't know if, if you can speak to this, but the length of the messages that you get back are wildly different. Um, like people are all oh, of a yeah. sudden going to start opening up without even really realizing that they are, they're just going to feel comfortable in doing so, you know? Yeah. And also, and I don't know if you do this, but like in my direct messages, a lot of times I'll do an audio message. So that way they hear my voice Yeah, because you know, my husband, and that started because of my husband and I, we do not text with words because tone cannot be read in a text message. But if he says, can you go grab some milk on audio? That's one way. But if he put it in a text, I'd be like, do you think I really have time? But if I hear his voice, it like, and that's really not the best example. And he hard, like, he'll never ask me to go get milk, but still like, I feel like sometimes you have to do that. Also a video and people are so scared to get on video. People are like, Oh, I can't get on video. You realize you're going to see these people, right? Like what you go wear a costume. They're going to see your face and you're just get on there and be like, hello, I'm an actual person. It's so nice to see you. Thank yeah. you so much for doing this. And now they feel connected with you. Like yeah. you're not going to tell, you don't become friends with someone with never seeing them face to face. And people are always like, oh, well, that might sound creepy. Who cares? If they're creeped out by that, I they're not my ideal client. Like the whole, and I think that goes into like a scarcity mindset where people are very fearful. And then like you had talked about the likes and stuff. Dude, there's imposter syndrome is a real thing. Okay. Absolutely. And there are, things, there are things. Yep. And there are things that you can do on your social media to hide the likes because everyone's like, Oh, I need to go viral. I need to go viral. No, you don't. Nope. Why do you want to go viral? You need, you have the right letter, the wrong word. You have to provide value because it could be one person that you provide that value to that changes them. And guess what? Have you seen the ripple effect? Like the ripple effect is a real thing. When someone sees something, guess what they do? They share it with somebody else. Okay. That's everybody does that on social media. Okay. You witness something. It teaches you something. You share it with someone else. There's a reason why that little bookmark thing is there. And the little arrow is there because the platform knows if you see something, you want to save it so that way you can come back to it or you can share it with someone else. When you see those, if I see one of those on any post, I'm like, Good job. Nailed Jackie. it. <laughs> Nailed it. And if I didn't, then you know what? That's okay. Then yeah. I ask on my story, hey guys, I've been posting some of this content and I'm not getting a lot of engagement. What would you all like to see instead? Because some, and now you have to understand though, opinions are like buttholes, okay? Everybody has one and some of them stink more than others. So don't get caught up in somebody's, you know, bad day, but it's okay to ask people, hey, what do y'all want to see? Yeah. 
I want to get into, there's a piece of, there's a piece of this that I really love how you're, how you speak into it and I want to get to it, but I don't want to miss a a home run for the two of us that I think our brains are both doing the same thing right in this exact second, which is when you are, uh, I always say prospecting at scale, right? So Instagram for me personally, as a business owner is prospecting at scale without a question, it's the same for you, but realtors specifically for talking at them, because that's your primary audience, right? Um, mm-hmm. They look at, well, I need as many leads as possible, right? The more leads I have, the better. And I think that that's the wrong way of looking at their business. And and I tell this them all that all the time, spending money on Facebook ads does a couple of things, right? One, you're going to generate cold leads, which most likely mm-hmm. that same lead has given their exact information to five, seven, 10 more other people similar to you. So there's a better way of doing Facebook ads, yep. in my opinion, based off solely off retargeting, which we don't have time to get into, um, which is how we do it, right? I don't spend a dollar on cold lead traffic at all, zero. Um, so right. my my point that I'm trying to make here is realtors like leads, 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 leads. So they like the vanity of, I, oh, I got a hundred leads this week. But what if we said, instead of trying to do the same thing on Instagram, going viral, I want 5,000 video views on my video, Right. And it, how about we change the topic of conversation here or even the the end goal of the effort? Right. If I wanted to just go get 100 leads, I could I could easily go do that. I don't mm-hmm. want 100 leads. What do I want? I want five that are going to pick up the phone and have a 30 to an hour minute or hour minute. Wow. An hour conversation with me um, and actually take action. I want those five people that are so excited to talk to me on the phone that we talk for 30 minutes to an hour. We set up a Zoom meeting and next thing you know, they're writing me a check, right? So that's what Mm -hmm. I want. Um, So if we're agents looking at using Instagram, let's not focus on virality because what's the point of that? Like, oh, cool, I got 5,000 video views, but did you get a dollar out of that? The reality is probably not, right? Right. So my question to you, because I really want to know how you do this for your business specifically. Um, So you obviously are a vendor, right? You're selling a product um, or a course, or someone can hire you to come teach or speak, right? So that is selling yourself, right? Essentially. Um, How do you prospect? What does prospecting look like for you on the day-to-day? If you're using Instagram, like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, what's my intention behind my day here? So, well, there's a couple things. Okay. So yes, I do. I do prospect for leads. Okay. However, I'm not prospecting for leads on my social, if that makes sense. Okay. My social media is to connect with people who are already following me. And the reason why is because they are important to me. Okay. It's no different than like, you know, like when you send your kid off to school and you're like, be nice to all of your friends, they're not going to school with the purpose of making new friends. Now, should they be kind to everyone? Yes. But that's beside the point. Okay. They're, they're building the relationships that they already have established. That's what social media is. Now, is there a time when you should be fishing for new people to get on there? Yes, but it has to be intentional. Okay. So one of the things that I do is I think to myself, okay, I help, I help agents generate more business, take more things off their plate, organize their database, stay in front of their sphere through their KV court. Who are my ideal clients? People who are not doing that. So who are the people who are not doing that? The people who are having less production in my market. 
And I do it by calling them. There's that crazy thing that you're probably maybe even listening to this podcast on. Okay. It's in your hand. Pick it up. Don't send a text. I hate text messages. Okay. No, I'm, I, I've probably become my mom. It's like that commercial. How do you not become your parents? I don't care. I like my parents. They're cool. So I call those agents and I'm like, Hey, you know what? We have never met, but one of the things that I love doing is helping other agents increase their production. Is that something that I could help you with? And usually they're blunt. They're like, oh, I, I don't have time for this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, this is not a sales call. Okay. I'm going to be doing a class. It's on this day. This is what I'm going to be covering. If you think it could benefit you come it's free. Mm-hmm. Cause I do, I do these free. Now, am I doing it for free for all the time? No. What am I doing? I'm establishing a relationship. Yep. Okay. Think back to when you went to school. It's not like you met the person at lunch and you're like, hey, we're going to be BFFs and we're going to go have sleepovers. No, you had to establish the relationship. And so what I do in business is I establish the relationship. I build the trust because there's a lot of mistrust, especially in this industry, right? Can you really trust what they're saying? Is is Are the spuds really for real? Like, I know they signed it, but like, is it? And so what you have to do is you have to make sure that you're putting yourself out there. Now, I tell people all the time, I don't know the answer to everything. I know what works for me. This may work for you. This may not work for you. A couple of the things I do are very specific to my niche. Okay. So like if I'm selling homes, which I've kind of put on the back burner, just because there's so many other things that I'm working on right now, but my niche of like my ideal buyer and seller, they're in age restricted communities on golf courses. Why? Because they remind me of the fact that, you know, that I love that. I know exactly who my clients are. I don't like investors because they're buying without emotion and I am very emotional. Okay. So like when I see a house, I'm like, oh my gosh, like my favorite thing to hear, like when I was doing uh, uh first time home buyers was listening to their kids run through the house. This is going to be my room. No, this is my room. And then like, they'd argue and the parents are like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, I have four. There is nothing that they can say or do that. I have not seen Oh, well, I don't know my son. I'm like, my son would be outside right now peeing in the grass. Like, it's fine. It's yeah. it's so fine. Like, no, worries. everything's fine. But yeah. I think, I think the reason why so many agents think they have to have so many leads is for status. Everyone wants to be the top of everything. You know what? You don't have to be the top of anything. It just makes them feel good. Like, that's what you, they're after. But that, should, that yeah. totally should not go. If you yeah. help one person, okay, like let's say you have someone who has never owned a home in their entire life, okay, yeah. and you help walk them through home ownership and you hand them the keys, that should be a better feeling than closing your 50th transaction in like that quarter. I'm sorry, it just should. I because agree. then you're in it for the wrong reason. You're in it for the money. You're in it for like to make yourself feel good. No, you should feel good because you're doing what you were called to do. And don't get me preachy on a Monday, but that's the bottom line. We are called to help people and to serve them, not to make ourselves. We're not supposed to be the idols. And I think that's the problem with so many people because it's competitive and it's cutthroat. Who has the nicest Tesla? Who drives this car? Who drives that car? Who has the prettiest signs? Who has more Botox on their forehead? And we all we all get into it. It's just how far, but it's not the leads. You could get a hundred leads and you don't convert any of them. Why? Why didn't you convert a single one of those leads? Maybe because you're not thinking about the person. You're thinking about them as a paycheck. Yep. 
which then ruins, it ruins the image that they have of us. Dude, I am not selling sunset. Okay. No, I am wearing Adidas sweatpants. I have rainbow Crocs on and a t-shirt that is my daughter's from her volleyball tournament. Like, no, but that's not, but that's not why people hire me. People hire me because they value my, my, um, commitment to helping them build their business. Yep. And that's what it should. I agree. I have a saying and it it's, the same of what you just said, one person, but here's, here's my take on the same thing. I say, if I can help one person every single day for 365 days of the year, that is 365 lives that I can change in one year. That is a lot of people. Imagine if every single day we went into what we do in our careers, whether you're selling homes, worrying about trying to do loans or you're Jackie and I, right? Um, trying to sell a product or a service or ourselves as far as paying us to be on stage, right? If all we do is focus on one person a day, what an incredibly beautiful year we can say we've had, right? And I'm a God person too. I have a cross around my neck and I I have a massive cross on my arm. And for me, one of the things that I say as my, one of my bigger goals moving into 2023, I don't care if you're a God person or not, you don't need to be. But what we do need to be is we need to be We need to be, I, my personal goal with this is to put more faith back into the workplace, specifically in our real estate and mortgage industries, because I think everything is so cutthroat. Everything is so much about who's done the most deals. I'm in the top 1% of my brokerage in the country. Like, I don't give a crap. Who are you as a person? And here's one of the things I'll say with that. You mentioned 50 transactions, right? Some people, that's their goal. Some people want to do 50 transactions every single year. And honestly, those people are badasses, right? They're doing a shit ton of business. Good for you. But the agent that I'm going to use myself as an example, because I think this is a really important story. The agent that sold me and my husband, our house here where we live in Louisiana, um, recently reached out to us because she saw that we're moving uh, to Tennessee. And of course, what? why did she reach out to me? She saw that we posted that we're going to be moving. And what does she want? She wants the listing, right? And I straight up said to her, you're not getting my listing. You're not getting my house. And of course, she's like, well, can you explain to me like why and, and blah, 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 and the whole the whole thing. Here's, here was my answer to her. And I, and as a business owner, I'm no bullshit. I don't have time for it. So here's what I'll say. And exactly what I said to her, I said, you have gotten to a place where you take, you've taken the relationship out of your business. You are way too busy. You are way too focused on the next paycheck. And I moved here 30. Well, I, I told you, I called you to tell you I was moving here 37 weeks pregnant knowing that I couldn't come here to come see this house, knowing that my husband couldn't come or leave me because I could have gone into labor at any day. Um, we couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And she never walked to the house for us. Not one time. She had her 20 year old assistant go do it on her behalf. Right. And of course I'm on FaceTime with the 20 year old and she's like, yeah, and I'm asking her questions. How does the floor look? What does the bathroom look like? All the things, what does the tile look like? Does it look like it's in good condition? Like the same questions that a buyer would ask, but what is a 20 year old who's never done anything with it going to tell me? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I think it looks pretty nice. And so what is a 37 week pregnant lady going to say in that moment when we have no choice but to find a house? And at the time, there were eight houses on the market in this city, eight total. Wow. Right. So why are you not getting the listing? Insert agent name, right? You're not getting the listing because you don't give a shit about the people you actually help. Right. As humans, right? 
So I think, and I said to her, I said, if you can go backwards, if you can focus on selling 20 houses a year and making those 20 people really feel heard Mm -hmm. and loved and seen and actually listen to them. I mean, hell, I could teach this woman a thing or two because there's not a single agent in this city that's using social media whatsoever, like at all. Like I could help you if you want it, but I don't really like you as a person because you've treated me like shit. Yeah. So it's one of those things for you, the way you said that, putting the relationship back into it. And I I love this tangent, not an intentional tangent, but a tangent nonetheless, um, of where is the relationship here? Right. And I think that right. that's something uh, that you've done really well. At least I feel that way about you. Um, Cause when I first reached out to you on Instagram, it was very much so like, Hey, I have a couple of people that know you. And I just went and checked on all the things that you're doing. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're already following me. We need to talk. <laughs> Right. And it was this really fun, very right. organic relationship. But that's my question for you. If you can pivot to prospecting specifically on Instagram, which I know you don't intentionally necessarily do, but you do to some extent. And I'm just curious as to like what that process looks like for you. Meaning, let's say you see you see somebody on somebody that likes something, somebody that starts following you and you're like, man, that could be an ideal client for me. What does that initial message Mm -hmm. look like? Because I think a lot of people struggle there, right? They're like, thanks for following me here. Here's this link, go buy it. And that's so wrong on so many levels. That's yeah, that's horrible. So one of the things that I do, and the reason why is because, so my brokerage uses the CRM that I teach on. Okay. However, we're not the only brokerage that uses it. So one of the things that I, one of the initial questions that I do, because obviously my ideal client is a real estate agent who, well, okay, this is going to sound horrible, but I'm just going to say it because I don't care. So I don't want to know it all. That is not my ideal person. Okay. When I taught in school, I did not have the gifted and talented kids because I I just didn't like them. They weren't very nice. And they were, their parents were extremely intimidating. Okay. Because they were very high achieving parenting styles. And that's the opposite of me. I'm like, dude, I just want my kids to be happy and be nice to people. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just want you to have joy in your life and be, be a kind person. Okay. You're going to make mistakes. That's totally fine. Smile but more back than to the Exactly. So when I, before I prospect anyone, I want to ensure that they're the type of person that I want to work with. Okay. Again, I do not live in the land of scarcity. Okay. And I think as real estate agents, you need to pay very close attention to where you live on your mental real estate. Okay. What street are you living on right now? Are you living on worry Boulevard? Because guess what? You're going to end up taking on clients that you do not want to take on. All right. If you are on wish I could have, again, you're going to take on clients that are going to drive you crazy. However, if you are on contentment street where you are content and or trusting Boulevard, where you trust that things are going to work out the right way, then the right clients are going to be the people who match you. Now, My clients, my favorite ones are people who just really, they're doing a little bit, but they need just a little bit of help. Um, Or they could be people who know nothing, you know, because like right now, um, so KV Core is used at EXP, but also Remax Realty Mm -hmm. has just started using it. And it's very easy for me to find an agent who's at my brokerage and me offer my services. No problem. They love it. They're like, oh my gosh, yes, thank you. You know, this is wonderful. So-and-so, my friend or my cousin or whoever has been to your class. And they said that you're great. 
When I go to an agent who's not at my brokerage, their immediate thing is, oh, she's trying to recruit me. No. Yeah. I'm a trainer, not a recruiter. Okay. Now have, have, do I, do I attract people? Yeah. But that's not what I'm trying to do. So sometimes when you're prospecting, you have to understand and be aware of what their opposition is going to be before they even give it. So when I start a conversation with someone who is, say, at a different brokerage, my first thing is, hey, I'm Jackie Durbin. I'm a real estate agent that helps other real estate agents master their KV core. Is this something that I could help you with? And then I do dot, dot, dot. And then I'm like, P.S., please do not think I'm trying to recruit you to EXP. I know you love Remax. I know you love your balloon and I love the, your balloon for you. All I want to do is help you with just ma like maintaining and understanding this new CRM. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Now, is everybody going to like it? No, some people are not going to answer me. Some people are just going to heart it and then they're never going to tell me anything. And some people are going to reply to me. I cannot. And this is what, get your pencil out right now, people. Write this down. You ready? Stop being attached to the damn outcome. Expectation is the root Quit. of all suffering. <laughs> oh my gosh. And comparison is the thief of joy. Who cares if they don't like you? Who cares if they don't call you? It doesn't matter. And guess what? If they have their phone number on there, call them. What am I going to say? Start with hello. Hello. I got your phone number from Instagram. We're friends on Instagram. How are you doing? I hope you're having an awesome day. Mm -hmm. Now, are some of the people not going to answer the phone? Yes. Don't leave. A, don't leave a message. Don't leave a message. <laughs> Maybe just shoot them a text. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I was calling to talk to you about KV Core. Um, if you get a chance, give me a call back later. That's it. Don't tell them like a whole damn story. Okay. And remember, text messages are supposed to be short. You should not be telling a whole story in a message. Okay. <laughs> give I don't them need a your life bit. story in the first text. No, send them a little bit. Hi, this is Jackie. We're friends on Instagram. I hope you're having an awesome day today. And then ask them a question. Yep. What's one thing that you like about, you know, the content that I put out that you find helpful? Now I'm asking them a question. Okay. It's no different. Hello. Like, have you heard about stuff on social media? I'm pretty sure Michelle would tell you, you need a hook. You need to get their attention. You need to provide some value and you need to include a call to action. If you don't, if you're missing one of those three things, you're not going to get engagement. Okay. Think about it from this side, since we're talking to realtors, right? Your hook is all them damn signs that you put up for your open house, right? Your value is how the home is presented. And your call to action is when you ask them before they leave, what did you think of the home? It's the exact same thing. Quit trying to make it so dang complicated. It's not. Keep it simple, stupid. It's it. just connections. And you also have to keep in mind that if someone sends me a message, okay, and think about like what you like. Okay. Give out the, the, the voodoo or not, maybe not voodoo. Don't give out voodoo. Give out the vibe that you, that you would appreciate. Okay. So my thing is if I've never seen this person, okay. If I have never engaged with them, they've never left a comment. I've never seen their heart. I've never seen their little face going like when I'm doing a live or on my stories or whatever. And they send me a message. I'm going to be like, who is this person? And what am I going to do? I'm going to go to their feed. Yep. So if you are a vendor and you're like, okay, I want them to have my KV core. What are they going to do? Or it doesn't even matter if I'm in their DMs. Maybe they're just, they liked my video. What do they do? They go to the page, okay? They go to your Instagram page and they look at everything that you've created. Now, if you're jumping around willy-nilly, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, then they see, oh, wow, 
she changes what she's doing every other day. Mm-hmm. The only thing you should change every other day is your underwear. Okay. Or maybe every day. Okay. But the point is people want to see consistency. So if you are t- starting to build content, whether it's, this is, you know, here's, here's a tip for a new homeowner. Here's something you need to know if you're buying a home for the first time. Here is my, my partner lender, who's going to tell you about, you know, three things that you should know before buying your first home. If I go through your feed and I see 50 of those things, guess what I'm watching? Every single one of the videos. Has anybody ever had like a new follower? And then all of a sudden you see that they're a new follower. And then there's like 50 things that they liked and you get all these pings on your phone. You want that. And when someone does that, you need to reach out to them. Thank you so much for the follow. I like that that you're liking my content. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Let people talk. They'll tell you what they need. Mm-hmm. That was a long answer. I need to no, know. It's an amazing answer. And I could listen to it all day because it's so true. And I'm just sitting here like, I know most people are probably going to be listening to this, not necessarily watching it. But um, if you could see me, I'm like sitting here like this, shaking my head. I'm like, keep going, girl. Please, I'm please do it. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a honey lavender latte from the only coffee shop in this little last town. Um, which every tiny military town needs good coffee. I'm sorry. I just got to say that. But, um, the one question, this is burning. Are you in my a military brain. Wife? I am. Hang on. Are you a military? I am. <gasps> Thank you yes. for your husband's service and for you being a supportive wife. Well, I know that's you. not the easiest of, um, of wifely jobs. So yeah, Thank we, you. Uh, we're, we're doing it. Um, this we're getting ready to move to Tennessee and we're hoping that this is our final move. Like ever. So um, until we retire. So, um, yeah, Dave is a retired SF. Um, so he was medically retired in 2019 or 18, excuse me. Um, and is now the, uh, head strength and conditioning coach for the best Rangers. So the guys who are doing the BRC competition that you see on TV, um, which mm-hmm. is basically the Olympics of the army. Um, he is their yeah. strength and conditioning coach. So yeah, we're, uh, getting transferred to Fort Campbell, um, which is actually where he did okay. most of his service when he was active duty. So, um, okay. and fun fact, um, I love employing military wives. It's a huge passion project of mine. Um, and three yeah. of the eight other employees that I have are also either active duty military wives or their husbands were either prior or currently work for the military. So it's just a That's passion awesome. project of mine. Um, but the, you will uh, have good food in Tennessee. say it again. You will have good food in Tennessee. So oh, I'm originally yeah. from Kentucky and I've got family that are Tennessee and you tell what that Nashville hot chicken and waffles is delicious, but I have you have never to do a lot waffles. of waffles. I've never had waffles and chicken together. And everyone's like, Michelle, it's fine. I know it sounds weird, but it's really good. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. Delicious. Once I get there, I'll do it. I promise. Um, but, um, no, for real, this is, this is a question that I have in my, in my brain as even if we were off air, I would ask you this question, which is so I have a client who's EXP and I'm just going to use that because I know EXP uses KB core. So I feel like this is a good example. Um, I have a, a very good friend of mine who is a, cl- a licensed at EXP and also a client of ours. Um, she has been for going on two years. Um, and one of the things that her and I recently did was build her essentially a lead magnet through Instagram so that everybody that comes through her Instagram platform ends up in her KB core and goes down a drip. So we have built it together. So I personally am a big email drip person. We have 
um, seven, we call them TWNRs, but seven drips that flow one right into the other. And all of the content of those seven drips, each, each of the seven drips have 11 emails. Each of those 11 emails um, have a Facebook live that I've done in the email. And the, the copy is built around that. And then our the final two emails of each of the seven sequences are invitations to schedule a call with me to either buy the course, ask me questions, whatever it is. But long story short for Jill is her name. Um, for Jill, she's crushing it on Instagram, right? So she is literally growing like wildfire. She is a client of ours and pays us to do all of her engage, like her initial touch point of engagement, which another conversation. Um, but the beautiful thing about Jill is now when someone downloads that link in her or the freebie, which is the link in her bio, they automatically get added to a custom drip in KB core so that when they have that now, Jill doesn't have to remember to email them every single day, right? It just does it for her because we've built those emails out. So um, this is something I'm really excited about hearing from your brain because obviously you've mastered the KB core side of things. Um, so what would you tell someone if they're prospecting heavily on Instagram like you and I do? Um, how can we make Instagram and KB core talk to one another in a way where, because I don't know how KB Core works, right? I don't, I don't sell real estate. I don't use it. Um, but I assume that there's a way to tag people so that when that, that person comes in, it says that where they're coming from, all of those things. So what would you say to someone that's trying to do that? So one, so, well, okay. Multiple things. So on Instagram, if, if people are on here and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Ask Michelle. Okay. Cause I do not teach people Instagram. Like my kids teach me. Okay. So on Instagram, inside of your bio, you're only allowed one link. Okay. So that is very hard as a real estate agent. Cause you're like, I, but I got so much, like, do I want them to go to my website? Do I want them to go get pre-approved with my lender? Do I want them to go to my calendar? So it's like, which one do I pick? Well, there's this awesome free app, okay, that I that I personally use. If you're a female, you're going to love it. If you're a guy, you're going to be like, oh, that's too girly. But it's called Milkshake. Yep. So Milkshake is very that. similar to is very similar to Linktree. I just don't like the way that Linktree likes. I, I like Milkshake, okay, whatever. Um, but anyhow, inside of that, now you can take the things from your KV core and add them in there, okay? So you can have multiple pages on your Milkshake. Page one, say, is for the buyers, okay? Well, what do buyers need? Buyers need to get pre-approved. So now you put a link on there for them to be able to get their prequal from the lender to go ahead and start that application process. Buyers also like to look at houses. Where do they usually like? Hmm, that place that starts with a Z, okay? Now, I don't want them on that platform. And the reason why is because I have no way to see what they're looking at. I don't have an eye, like I can't gauge them. I don't get to see like what time are they opening, like looking at homes, like, because everybody looks at homes different, right? Some people don't look at the homes until the kids are in bed. Okay, awesome. I can call you during that time. Maybe people are looking at homes when they're at work. Hopefully not, but whatever they may. All right. So then you call them during those times when they're available. So that's the second link that you would put in there. Okay. Um, again, next page, sellers. What do sellers want to know? They want to know how much their house is worth. So within KV Core, you could put a link to a seller squeeze page. Mm -hmm. Now, Michelle was talking about these different drips. All of these things I'm talking about, you can add a trigger. The trigger is the way that KV Core says, hey, when do you want this to start? Do yep. I want this to start whenever it's a new lead? Do I want it to start when it's attached to a different hashtag? Um, do I want it to start? Whatever. Okay. 
So now not only are people allowed to click on these various links now, instead of just the one that you have on the gram. Okay. But now they can click on those. And because they're already created, excuse me, into your KV core, you can create those drips. So that's one way that I use it. I also, you have to remember videos, people like videos. Okay. There can, and they would like to hear stories. Okay. The sales happens in the stories. So on your story on Instagram, you could do something like, Hey, you know what? The market has been fluctuating in my market. Don't say that unless it's actually been fluctuating. Okay. Like don't, don't, don't just take everything I say as gospel. Okay. But Hey, you know what? As a homeowner, one of the things that I like to do each quarter is look at what the value of my home is. Now I could go to, and I'll say, you can go to Zillow. Okay. And that may be the thing that you feel most comfortable with. I just want to give you another option where you can compare what Zillow said and what my CMA says. If you want to know what your home value is, click this link here. Okay. Now it used to be only the prestigious 10,000 follower people can put a link in their stories. Guess what? Instagram said, you know what? That's stupid. I'm going to let everybody. So when you add the link, you're going to put in the, the code for that seller squeeze, but then there's a little part under it where it has like a little plus, I think, and you can put in, get your home value. So now they're not seeing KV core, blah, 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 blah. Now they're seeing, get your home value. So and now your call tag. to action is on that. Yes. And it's on that click button. Now what you're going to do is you're going to tag people, tag a couple people, people that you know will actually share it. Now you don't have to have their tags up. You can tag them and then hide it. Now don't go, go around the little trash can. Okay. Cause if not, you're going to trash all your people. <laughs> all right. And then call all those friends of yours and be like, Hey, I just tagged you in my story. I need you to reshare it. And now you're seeing more people. Now you're casting a big net. Are you going to catch a lot of fish? I don't know. What was your cost? Oh, that's right. Zero. Yeah. If you get one person who clicks on it, don't rely on just the campaign. Reach out to them. Yep. Hi, this is Jackie Durbin. I'm a local real estate agent. I saw that you um, clicked on the link to get your home value. What did you think about it? Well, it was really low. Okay, well, let me ask you a question if you don't mind. Um, what did you anticipate your home to be valued at? Well, I thought it would be this much. Okay. Have you done anything since you have bought the home? Well, yeah, we put in a pool. We redid all the bathrooms in the kitchen. Well, then you know what? That is probably an inaccurate value. And the reason why is because that value is a computer-based analysis. And it has no oh, idea what you redid. They're just looking about what's what's compared. So what other three-bedroom, two-bath homes that are on this size of a lot sold for? Well, guess what? Your neighbor, Jim, his house may be a dump. And your house is like a model home. So of course yours is going to be valued at more. Now, if you don't mind me asking, Bill, were you just doing this for shits and giggles or are you thinking about selling? Well, I mean, if we could get a good amount of money, we might sell. Okay. Let me ask you this. Would you like me to come by? You don't have to sign anything. I'm not going to bother you. But that way I can give you my expertise opinion on what I think your home really truly could sell for. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't talk dollars on the phone. That's like the first rule of sales. Do not bring up money until you're face to face Yep. because that's all they hear. You have to build a relationship with them, especially if you're in real estate, they are selling their biggest prized possession, their huge investment. That's the, 
I don't know anybody who owns anything that costs more than a house. Okay. Nobody that I'm friends with. And guess what? If they're selling a house, that could be the home that they brought their children home in. Yep. That's emotional. So much nostalgia involved in it. Yeah. I mean, they could be getting, they could be filing for divorce and they're really sad because now they have to give up the home that they built. Maybe the home that they're selling is not their home. It's their parents' home. And they just had to put their parents in assisted living. Guys, you have to think beyond a freaking paycheck. You have to really think like, wow, how can I service my clients? How can I give them the best service where they're going to walk away and say, you know what? My realtor was a really awesome person. And I know that he or she really cared about me and they made me feel special. You have to make your clients feel unique. You have to make them know that guess what? I've got you. Cause it's scary. We don't think it's scary because we help people buy and sell houses all the time. Dude, it's scary to buy and sell a house. If you buy this house, especially if you bought it when the market was so high, have you lost all your money? That's scary. Um, if you had to refinance for whatever reason, or maybe you're thinking about buying a house right now, am I going to be able to make my payment? That's scary. You know, I mean, there's, there's lots of, we don't want buyers who are emotional, but we want them to have emotion and you need to be very, you have to be locked in on your client and you have to anticipate how they feel. Think of them like your children. Now, if you're not a parent, that's okay. We still like you. Okay. I think it's weird. No, I'm just joking. Um, I mean, I have four, you can borrow one of mine, but it's like your kids, right? When your kids come home and they have a look on your face and you know that something is wrong, something happened. That's the type of sense that you have to have when you're working with clients. And that's how you get more referrals. And guess what? Then you don't need so dang many leads because you're going to have referral business out the wazoo. A past client will tell seven to 10 people to use you or they will tell 50 people that you're the worst person. So what do you want to be? Do you want to be the worst person or you want to be the best person? I'd rather be the best person. Absolutely. I There's so much gold here. And, and, I, and I love that you're both an agent and the vendor side. Cause I feel like the perspectives are so because you've walked the walk there. It's, it's so much more powerful. Um, one thing I will push back on you and I love that we can do this. Right. And I would, if I were to push back and what I would say is the more links you have, the lower, the likelihood that anything is going to happen there. And that's just pure data, right? That's Instagram data one one um, which is the more opportunity someone has to click or the more opportunities that somebody has to be able to click one thing or this thing or that thing, the more diluted the message is. So here's what I would tell anybody, mm-hmm. especially uh, if they're trying to use Instagram as a lead generation tool, um, is the link in your bio should be one thing, whatever that one thing is, pick it and love it and live in it, right? And it's, you don't have to be married to it. You can change it eventually, right? But for me, Mine is my website, but my only call to action on my website is book a call everywhere. Anything you see, you see the podcast episodes I've been on book a call. You want to hire me to speak book a call. You want to listen to my podcast book a call. You want to learn about our services book a call, which means that the only place that somebody can get a hold of me to ask any question is by scheduling a call, right? Why? Because I know that I can build a relationship on my way or on the phone with someone that's super genuine. So to Jackie's point, right? If you're listening to this, pick one, right? And live in it and know that the call to action there is really, really strong and make it synonymous, right? So anywhere I consume you, the call to action is the same. You will not only convert higher, 
but you'll have more in, in intellectual is uh, the wrong word, but intentional is the right word um, as far as conversations are concerned. Right. So um, that's my loving yeah. pushback to you. Um, but to be a good steward of your time, um, I know we've, we've been crushing this and, and going long, which is what I, I love about, which is what I love about it. Um, but there's a lot more to your story, um, and a lot more to the Instagram side of things. But what I want you to tell people is if they want to hire you to help with KV core, if they're listening to this and they're an EXP agent, they're a mortgage professional who's run to, you know, is the preferred lender for a big team, um, et cetera, et cetera. How can we get a hold of Jackie? And then also what do you have coming up that somebody might be able to get dialed into? Yeah. Okay. So first things first, the easiest way to get a hold of me is my Instagram. Okay. My Facebook, my TikTok, stuff like that. I'm not always the person who's managing that in the direct messages. I'm just being honest. Um, I have a lot of teenagers and they like things, so they, they do work to get paid. Um, so anyhow, um, but my Instagram is at Jackie Durbin, AZ. Um, I answer all of the direct messages in there. Um, those are the people like, that's how you get a hold of me the best way. Um, as far as things that are coming up. So I am also the founder of rewire, which is a retreat for women in real estate. Um, rewire got started because in education, teachers stick together. They want to help each other. They want to build up each other. They want to share everything that they do. And when I got into real estate, I was like, Oh, this is going to be the same. All these women, we're going to have girl tribe. No, that was not the mindset at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, guess what? I'm going to book this system real quick. And I did. Um, Rewire is a three-day retreat where women, the, the theme is everyone has a story to tell. Okay. Social media is social media, but guess what? It's not everything that has that, like that, that creates that person. Okay. That is not their entire being. That is a part of them that they're willing to show because it's something that doesn't make them feel super vulnerable. Okay. So what I do is I invite the biggest, baddest agents in those different areas. And I invite them to speak and tell their story. Tell me your story. Well, what story? I don't care. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. And what it does is it creates a community of people who can be like, wow, you're badass, but you're just like me. And I'm just like you, which means I can, whatever success you have is attainable to me. It doesn't seem like it's so off. Then it's, everyone has a value to share. What are you the amazing at? Do you know how to convert more for sale by owners than anybody else in the industry? Come teach everybody else how to do it. Do you know how to convert more expireds? Come and tell everybody how to do it. Do you know how to market a home that's overpriced? Do you know how to handle a client that maybe is a little rough around the edges? Whatever it is, whatever you're amazing at, come and teach people. And then the third day is my favorite day of the retreat. It's called Rewire Time. Everyone who's been to a conference, you go, you learn all this stuff. And then what happens? You go home and you go right back to your regular business. Not at Rewire. At Rewire, the very last day is implementation day. So all of the ladies who are a part, and it has to be all ladies. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Not invited. You, have you to can't be sit with us. You can support us. You can be a sponsor. You could send someone in your office. That would be a wonderful gift. Okay. But no, you're not allowed to come, not even to the happy hours. Um, and so all of the people who've been there and been a part of it, they help the agents get started. So like, let's say you're like, man, you know, I don't know how to do social media. Okay. This is, this is my value. And now I'm gonna help you get started. Let's sit down, get your, get your computer out, get your whatever, and let's go ahead and get started. And let me show you how to do that. So that's rewire. And there is a rewire that is in April. 
Um, it's April 17th through the 19th in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. We've rented an Airbnb. I think there's still four tickets that are available that include okay. lodging if someone was traveling. Um, but there are, I think, 30-ish tickets still available um, for people who just want to attend the retreat. But yeah. I love it. I'm super well, I, I, if there's anything I can share on it, please send it to me. Cause I know that there are a ton of women in my network who would die to, at the opportunity for that. Um, so definitely send that to me, but, uh, Jackie, thank you so much for your time and just for being who you are very authentic and honest. And that's, that's how I live. So, um, you're the perfect person to have on here. I think we're going to have to do it again and, and keep going and, and keep diving down the wormholes of, of what we were able to do. So, um, but thank you yeah. for being a good steward um, of me as well and and believing in what I'm offering to my people. I think it's incredibly refreshing. So um, thanks guys, everyone, please go get dialed into what Jackie's doing. Follow her on Instagram. And if you love what you heard, please feel free to subscribe, leave us a review. We love all of it. And we cannot wait to see you in the next episode of Coffee and Questions. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.